Hello, nerds. We're brought to you by Proper Cloth. Proper Cloth is a premium quality, perfect fitting shirt that you can buy over at propercloth.com. Now, here's the thing. When we're getting emails from you guys, a lot of common questions are, how should I dress for my date? How can I look really good and really proper for my date in a way that will impress her? Here's the thing. There's really no right or wrong answer, but if you're wanting to leave a really great impression, Proper Cloth is going to help you with that. Now, six months back, they asked me to try out one of their shirts and they said, our shirts will last a while. Yes, they do cost a little bit more than your standard shirts, but they will last you a lot longer and that dollar will go a lot farther than it would with a bunch of these other shirts, which will rip, which will tear, which will look worn down and ratty after a few washes. Not with proper cloth. Not only is it custom fitted to fit your body in a way that's going to make you look great because that's the thing fitting clothes really does matter you don't want a shirt that looks too big on you or a shirt that looks too small on you and with proper cloth they make sure that the shirt looks perfectly fit on you so it is properly conforming to your size and shape which is great that's what you need now here's the thing these shirts do cost a little bit more and the quality is in the pricing of course but we're here to help if you use gift code nerds and love at checkout you will get twenty dollars off your first custom shirt now again these shirts do last a lot while but we're going to give you a little bit of a discount here so that you can get the shirt that you need and get into a shirt that's going to get you more dates and hopefully more success in your dating life so check out propercloth.com see what kind of shirts they have and hopefully you can find one that will get you farther in your dating life with that said let's get on with the show thanks for your time She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong, you're cute too, but Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body. And I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies. Wait, wait, wait. Don't leave. Don't leave, please. I could use your help. Take this quarter. Go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face. Good day to you, madam. Have you been single for far too long? Are you out of touch with the dating game? Regardless of your plight, we're here to help. Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds and Love Podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD. You can find her over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? Doing great. How's the weather out in uh, your neck of the woods? Oh, it's so nice. It was in the 60s this spring, like um, nice. high 60s, and so we have the hammock out. Yeah, this is our outdoor time of year. So how okay. about you? Is it starting to get chilly? It is a little bit. Um... 
Let's see, it is approximately around 44 degrees Fahrenheit right now, so. Ooh, that yeah. is chilly. Yeah, that's, well, for us, it's actually pretty mild. But, yeah, I imagine for Florida, that's, like, chilly. Um, it is, yeah. Do you get a lot of trick-or-treaters? Yeah, where you live? yeah. It's, uh, although I've noticed a lot of people will always, like, turn their lights off or, like, not want to do it. And I'm like, oh, I'm always like, no, it's part of the fun, you know. Or, like, when you run out of candy, you hide. Well, some people just don't even turn their lights on. Yeah. I just think, like, can you imagine just, like, being like, nah, I don't want anyone to come to my house, so I'm going to turn all my lights off and pretend like I'm not home for an entire evening. Like, just... I can see if you have a baby or, or if it's really hard for you to get to the door. If yeah. I, you know, whatever people want to do, but I, I think Halloween's fun. I love seeing how the little kids dress up. It's, oh yeah, it's, it's always a lot of fun. Yeah, um, but yeah, do you get any trick or treaters? We do. We got. Um, I think we went through three giant bags. They start at like five and they go all the way until like nine thirty. Oh wow. Yeah. So and we get um, little ones, like little tinies, and then we get all the way up to like like eighth grade ninth grade so and and then the parents dress up with the kids too the younger ones and that's always fun because like like sometimes they did one that was like uh, what's the uh beetlejuice so they had like the the couple from beetlejuice like gina davis and the and uh, alec baldwin from beetlejuice and then they had lydia was the kid oh that's you know what i'm talking about like yeah. when like she's got her mouth she's got the eyeballs in the mouth and then they Lydia and it was so cute and the kid was like six <laughs> oh, funny. that's cute so they get really creative here I think because it's warm and so we don't have a change of seasons people really get into the fall holidays because you know we don't really have like the scary weather <laughs> so, so I know but, but people in our neighborhood really get into so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who's wearing what this year what do you uh, like to dress up as for Halloween Let's see. I've dressed up as a mouse. I like doing all the makeup. That's that's kind of okay. Where I liked it. So sometimes I I wear like just a pumpkin t-shirt, but I put on like pretty elaborate makeup. Or um, this year, I think I'm sometimes I just throw stuff together. Um, but what did I do? One I think I'm always I'm always like a mouse because I got a mouse tail and ears. Mm. Um, or I think this year I'm just gonna go as an ex eccentric person, but I like eccentric like older rich person <laughs> but oh, but there you go. but i don't know if people are gonna know i'm in costume or not <laughs> they might just go this is how she normally is well you know florida <laughs> this is true this is just part of the course for florida <laughs> so that's funny so I, yeah i don't know if that's a good idea or not but well. um yeah so it's i just like seeing all the kids and 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 I like decorating for Halloween. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't do scary stuff because I know that I don't like scary stuff. So it's just fun. Yeah, and it's such an odd thing too. It's like you're just knocking on total strangers' houses. I think that part of it's super cool that you're just doing something that's just otherwise would be a very odd. It's would not be a social norm except for this one night. Mm -hmm. And I like that part of it. So what I do you dress up as? I usually, well, for many years, I had a uh, costume that was Bender from Futurama. Ooh, um, but yeah. the kids like that. Yeah. Uh, I had a friend who was into, like, metalwork, like, sheet fabrication and whatnot. Oh, wow. So 
he made a, a like an actual like metallic looking costume. It was actually very lightweight. Oh, um, neat. Yeah, but basically I looked like Bender from Futurama. So I had that. So for, what's your? I had that for many years. Uh, I think I might even do that this year because it was. Uh, I haven't done it in, in a lot of in a long time. But sometimes I usually go, or sometimes I go as like Jason Voorhees, because that's an easy one to do. Um, cool. I think it's time to answer some emails. But before we do, Yay. do remember that, uh, yeah, this podcast is not a substitute for mental health treatment. Or uh, costume ideas. Yeah. Although you can ask us. Yeah, you can ask us. We always have some uh, ideas for costume uh, yep. ideas there. But, um, yeah, the... Um, Let's, let's answer some emails here. First is from Brian. Brian says, nerds, I've been on two dates with this girl, but I'm not sure if she's interested in me. How can I tell, Brian? Um, well, Brian, I think uh, we've mentioned this in the past, but a good way is like some light physical intimacy, you know, putting your hand on their shoulder or rubbing their back or like hand on the thigh. That's a good way of gauging if somebody's interested. Uh, I think also too, you know, if you want to like gauge the conversation, like what are, you know, how's the conversation flowing? You know, sometimes we think, oh, you know, conversation may be going well, but like, is this person giving you one word answers? Can you tell that maybe they're a little nervous? Like what's the read on that situation? Um, but yeah, I think also too, it doesn't hurt to maybe just ask somebody every so often, like, Hey, where, where do we stand? Like what's, what's the, the situation right now? Like, um, but yeah, what do you think, Steph? Ask her out again. See if she says yes. Yes. That's that's one of the surefire way to find out. Um, and yeah, leaning physical closeness. And the biggest one, does she want to see you again? Mm-hmm. And part of me, the first reaction Brian I had was, well, if you're asking, maybe maybe it's your answer is that you're asking. Do you know what I mean? Like, if, if you're not sure she's interested, maybe that means she's not. But I think also that it can be hard to tell sometimes. Yeah. So I'd ask her out again and see what she says. Yeah. That's asking somebody out will always be the the best way because that person mm-hmm. will at least tell you like, no, I don't want to, or yes, I do. So. Right. And remember if they say no, it's not personal. It's just, you know, maybe it's just not a good fit for them or they got back together with an ex or they're just not ready to date, but it's not personal. But I, I think sometimes it's people are afraid of rejection because rejection doesn't feel good. Mm hmm. So, so instead they kind of don't ask someone out, even though they want to go out with them because they don't want to experience that yucky feeling. Mm-hmm. But luckily that yucky feeling is temporary. And again, it has nothing to do with you. Exactly. Don't take it personally. It's, uh, right. it's hard not to, but you know, it's just part of love and war. Just kidding. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's not personal. Well, hopefully there's no war involved in your dating, but yeah. no, hopefully not. No. I mean, if, maybe if they're like a Trump supporter, maybe, but you know, except for that. No. Oh yeah, you got your MAGA hat for Halloween. I do. I remember. I could go as that. Okay. Well, we could have a whole podcast on on U.S. politics, but we won't go there because we want to have an enjoyable podcast. <laughs> yeah, we just. Have oh, our... you have a new prime minister, or your old prime minister is back? Yeah, we have our old prime minister. He's yep. he, he's all right. Sure, he puts on blackface, but he's okay. <clears throat> oh yeah that is an issue yes i was surprised he won because you know really uh despite the fact that he um yeah he he wore blackface he managed to still multiple win. times right yeah yeah but really i i looked at it as he's just kind of 
really maybe naively into costumes. Like, I don't think it's not, it wasn't malicious in my opinion. Like, I think he just mm -hmm. really was into costumes, which is kind of more funny than anything. Cause it's like, well, plus he comes from a place of white entitlement. Right? Yeah. That's politically connected. Yeah. But, so. so maybe, maybe tone deaf, if yeah. not racist. Maybe. Yeah. Well, a lot of the, uh, a lot of his, um, cabinet members who were people who are, uh, of, of color basically said like, we know him, like, he's not racist, he's just maybe a little... Like, they didn't say it like this, but they were basically like, he's just a little dumb. So. You know <laughs> <laughs> he's just a little dumb? <laughs> well, they didn't say it like that. They didn't say that exactly, but it was... Yeah, I know, of, I know. Kind, that's basically what they were inferring. which is So they felt like they hadn't had a personal slight with him. Yeah, like, it it's wasn't like... He did some stupid stuff when he was younger. Yeah, basically. Is what their take was? Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Um, okay. You read Georgia? Yeah. Georgia says, I've been on three days with this guy. Every day feels like a first date. No intimacy, no deeper conversation, no interesting date idea. Is it okay to drop this guy? Would it be terrible of me? Georgia. Georgia, you don't have to have any reason to drop anybody or yeah. break up with anybody. You could just do it. But I'd wonder, have you brought up some interesting date ideas? And have you turned down what he's proposed? So maybe he's sticking with stuff that's a little more middle of the road because maybe he's brought up, you know, that he wants to take you to a tiger taming course and you're like, I'm not into tiger taming. So, I mean, I don't know. It's it. Are you going to drop the guy because there's no sparks? Or if you're interested in him, come up with an interesting date idea. Yeah. Now, what do you think? Um... I tend to think that when people are maybe in this position where everything kind of feels like a first date, it could be that they're stalling and maybe they're a little hesitant about taking things further. And that could be for mm -hmm. a variety of reasons. I mean, if you really want to get to conspiracy theory nut job on us all, then yeah, maybe the person has a partner already or maybe, you know, they're, they're hiding something. But sometimes too, like sometimes people come from an abusive relationship or maybe they're recovering from a loss and maybe they just want to take their time. It can be hard for people to meet somebody and say, well, I don't, I will, I want to take my time. So rather they will maybe hold off on these things of like physical intimacy or doing, making some progress in the relationship because they're just not quite ready to do that yet. Uh, and it can be hard because you, you, it's kind of awkward to maybe say like, hey, how come, you know, we aren't progressing in the way that we should? And yeah, maybe it's the dates that you're choosing, but I would like to assume that you've at least maybe tried to maybe elevate things and, you know, sort of evolve the relationship into something else. I think you bring up a really good point about the way it should go, because I think we get caught up in the should part and we have these expectations. Yeah. And online dating has made it so that people sometimes feel like, well, they don't have a spark right away and they just drop and go to the next person because you have all this abundance of choice. And sometimes people just get to know each other on a, on a, at a slower pace. And I also think too, I mean, there's the flip side of that too, where I also think that there is always the possibility that like, sometimes people are just not ready. Like maybe they rather mm -hmm. would play the field and maybe they're just not ready. Um, so I, I don't think it's necessarily like, oh, you know, um, you know, not quite ready or, um, you know, it, it, 
there's a variety of different reasons for why, but I, I think it's just, eh, yeah, I, it's way too, there's way too many factors to think of, like, what could this be? Um, you can just ask them and, you yeah, know, come up with an interesting date idea. What would you like to do on a date? Cause, cause I would say, you know, take, I would say take a little, little personal responsibility for this too. And what I mean by that is if he doesn't have any interesting date ideas, throw one out there. Yeah. And see what he says. And if it's something you like to do and he's turning down every good, that's your answer. But maybe maybe the balls in your court are to come up with something. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, also maybe ask the person too, like, you know, maybe like some feeler questions, like, hey, you know, why did your last relationship end or you know, stuff like that to maybe gauge like where they're at in terms of like their readiness to be in a relationship too. Um, and also, I, I look too, Georgia. What what would be the ideal for you? What would you like to see happen mm-hmm. by a third date? And do you feel some kind of, kind of connection? Do you feel any kind of attraction? Yeah. So it could just be that 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 he likes to pace things. It could be that you're just not feeling anything and you're not attracted. And is it okay to drop a guy? Again, it you know you don't need a reason to end something. You could just say this just isn't for me. But again, if it's you think there's some future there, then it's up to you to bring up some date ideas. Yeah. All right. Um, cool. Uh, all right. Next up is Brad's email. Brad says, Nurse, this is not for me. It's for a friend, but he always gets super intense on dates. He'll usually ask them to marry him within three dates. Can you explain to him why this is an awful idea and how he can do better, Brad? So, Brad, I want to bring it, so I'm going to jump in real quick and say, I just wrote an article for my Forbes online column about uh, how to give advice so people take it. And the first thing I say is, does this person want your advice? Have they asked you for advice? So, Brad, I would answer that first. Does, Does your friend want help with this? Or is this just kind of how he wants to do stuff? Because can you explain why it's an awful idea? Well, if he's okay with it, then then I don't see the issue. Um, it could be culturally that you don't really date. You just you you meet someone and you marry them too. I mean, there are several cultures that do that. So, but I'd say, you know, does this guy really want advice? How much are you invested in telling him it's an awful idea, and how much do you want? Okay, go ahead. Sorry, I see I'm jumping on that. Um, I mean, I think the most glaring issue is that, you know, when you propose marriage, it's under the assumption that you know everything about that person, and there's no way you're going to know it that much about somebody by three dates. Um, and I, think I mean, it is it is a good weed out tool. <laughs> you I find suppose. out really quickly he wants to get married right away. Who doesn't? Yeah, <laughs> and you know to be you know uh, when i say get to know somebody and you know know everything about them you know that's not to say everybody requires that not everybody does but in a broad stroke yes you know people want to feel confident in knowing everything about somebody so when you say let's get married and you don't know everything about that person you go well i don't know anything about you and I mean, by three dates, what are you going to know about somebody? Even if you lay a lot of information on the table, that you're you're only going to scratch the surface. Mm-hmm. 
so yeah, I think it just shows maybe um, a sort of different set of priorities. And I think for a large number of people, and this isn't to say that everyone's going to be the same because there may be some people who are different, but a large number of people will have a different set of priorities because they want to get to know the person. They want to grow a relationship over time. They aren't necessarily focused on getting to that end goal of marriage rather than building up to it and uh, discovering things about people, uh, you know, in, in the lead up to that. So I, I think it's not that what he's doing is necessarily wrong because, yeah, as Steph said, that's a good weed out to him. Maybe, maybe there's a girl out there who he'll one day ask, hey, do you want to get married? And she'll say, yes, let's go to the altar mm -hmm. right now and get married. It's always possible. But for a large number of people, majority of people, that's probably not going to be the case. Um, and I mean, there are online sites for people that are looking for marriage rather than to date around. This is true. So, so you might want to direct him towards those sites. And again, it depends. Does he think this is an issue? Yeah, he might not. So, I mean, it sounds like for you culturally and friend wise that it's not okay with you, but again, it could be that, that he, maybe it's more, it could be that he's, it, I mean, it sounds like what you're saying that, yeah, he's going to ask him to marry him, but I'm also wondering, is it possible that he's saying hey, within three days, Hey, is marriage something that you're considering in the future? Now that would be more of an appropriate thing because if you're considering getting married and you want to get married fairly soon, then I could see where, you know, you want to make sure that if you go out with someone by the third date that they're thinking about getting married in the future, mm -hmm. or if kids are super important to you, uh, you know, maybe that's something you want to ask about, but again, you know, it could be culturally that, that he does not want to date. He just wants to meet someone he wants to marry and, and, uh, you know, again, does he just is he seeking the help, or is it that you think it's odd? Yeah, because yeah, there could be a girl out there that he says, "Hey, you want to get married?" And she, oh yeah, and so. maybe it's potentially the delivery of it too. Like maybe letting somebody know, like instead of asking somebody to marry right away, maybe you can just say, "Marriage is a priority for me," and you still sort mm -hmm. of get across that importance factor that you know marriage is important to you without maybe sort of coming across too aggressively or too impulsively. So may read the next one? Um, yeah. So Fred says, nerds, I've been dating my girlfriend for a year and we had planned to go to Puerto Rico for a trip. She doesn't work that much due to a disability. So I offered to pay for her trip, thinking it's something boyfriends can and should do in cases like this, if possible. So we went on the trip, had fun. We got back in town and she dumped me. There's no explanation given, nothing that myself or friends and family saw that gave any reason for this. I suspect at this point she was just trying to get the free trip out of me. A friend agrees with me as she's on disability, but the doctor says she could work. Is there anything I could do here or am I doomed to be? For me, it'd be nice to get the money back, but on principle, I think it's just something I should, it isn't something I should just let idly buy. Fred. Okay, Fred, let me tell you some things. So first... When you offer to pay somebody for a trip, don't tie expectations to it. Because when you do that, you get into situations like yours where you feel like the person owes you something. She doesn't owe you an explanation of why she broke up with you. It would be nice if people did that, but they don't owe you it. And what would really confirm for her that she made the right decision in breaking up is if you contacted her. Mm -hmm. So I would not contact her. She's made it very clear that she's 
is not in the relationship. There could have been something that happened on the trip that she was not into and she may not have explained it at the time, but it's possible. We don't know. We don't know. So it's possible that she experienced something on the trip and she just said, you know what? This isn't for me. Mm-hmm. But when you offer somebody a trip, you should do it with the idea that you're having any expectations back. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to get the money back. That ship is safe. And, and I would be really careful about getting in the stuff about her disability. That's, that to me is not part of this. And I kind of don't like the tone of you bringing up the disability. There's something about that that kind of um, uh, just sounded off to me. So it sounds like in summary, you paid for your girlfriend to go on a trip. She broke up with you and she got back and, and you're mad and your friends have not, not said, you know, they can't think of a reason why your family, and now you want to get your, you want to possibly get your money back or you just don't think you should just sit and take it. And I I would think that you need to change how you're looking at this because if you don't let this go, it's going to impact your future relationship. So it could have been, yeah, that something happened on the trip that she didn't share with you, but that told her that this relationship was over. Is it possible that she wanted to go on the trip and then she broke up with you? Yeah, but we don't know why. So the ship has sailed. Time to let it go. What do you think? Um, well, I Because what you're going to do? Really, what you're going to do? <laughs> okay. I think that really what Fred is doing right now is he's deflecting the blame. Because the blame should really be on Fred, not on the girl. Oh, oh you went there. Yes, because... Okay. You are you Fred, you're mad that you made a judgment call and paid for her thing and you made the wrong judgment call. But that was your call to make. You didn't have to choose to pay for her trip. You could have put it to her. I mean, if it, if it were me, I would I would have probably have, have kept it at her paying for her own, own trip. And if you decided to pay or if I decided to pay, I would go without at it without any expectations that A I'm going to get that money mm-hmm. back or B I'm going to get what I expect to be getting when I give her that money or pay for that trip. So you go again, like Steph said, you go in with zero expectations, but your anger here and your aggression uh, is coming from the place of you made the, the wrong decision. And yeah, you know what? She, she probably gypped you, you know, that it sucks. But again, you made that judgment call. And unfortunately, it's just a lesson you're going to have to learn from. Now, we don't know that exactly. But I mean, that's an option. But then I'm thinking too, Fred, I wonder during this trip, if that you may have sent the message that there was an expectation of something. Yeah. Well, and that and that might have been part of it. And again, people don't owe you an explanation of why they broke up with you. Nice. But yeah, I think Kurt's got a point that that you offered to pay for her trip, regardless of what her state of ability is. Um, that has not that really has nothing to do with it. And I don't want you to get that confused into stuff. Um, but yeah, sometimes I and I mean maybe it wasn't even a mistake. Maybe it's just a lesson learned. And and maybe the lesson learned is yeah, go ahead and pay for people's trips if you want to, but don't expect that that they're gonna not. Don't expect that when you get back, everything's going to be great and they're not going to have an issue. Yeah. I just think, you know, and this goes for a lot of things in life. You, You can't, you can't get too emotionally invested. You have to, at a certain point, recognize that you, 
you are putting in something that, you know, think of it as like that money is gone. Like you're not seeing that money back. You're not getting anything back from it. Um, and it's unfortunate, but you know, again, that's the call that you make. And I think sometimes, you know, growing up, uh, you know, we have to sometimes make those wrong judgment calls in order to learn what proper call to make. Um, but I also don't want Fred to think that when he gets into a future relationship that he shouldn't pay for somebody's trip if he wants to because of this happening. Not necessarily. Uh, that doesn't necessarily mean this is going to happen again. But, but yeah, but I mean, maybe maybe Fred use use some caution. I think part of what I, I'm getting at here is more mm -hmm. exercise better discretion next time. Basically, mm. like not, I don't want to deter him from doing it because, yeah, some you might be in a future relationship where somebody may be in a similar situation, but exercise better precaution and maybe you know come up with a better, better system for sort of maybe weeding out people who may be just taking advantage of you. And that's what I do feel like I'm no matter what, I do agree that she took advantage of you because she could have at least, you know, if she broke up with you or well, she broke up with you she could have offered to pay the money back or do something again you shouldn't have expected to but i'm thinking more of what she could have done she could have done something like that but uh, yeah, i don't know again i think it's good to just um take a step back and realize that yeah it's uh what's done is done you gotta just learn your lesson and, and move on and again fred something could have happened on the trip that she just decided this was not this was not the relationship for her it's very possible that happened um, you have a choice in how you're going to view this. You could view this as that you've been wronged, or you could view this as, you know what, you want to trip somebody, relationship didn't work out, fini, the end, right? Mm -hmm. So um, it's it's just, you know, live and learn kind of thing. And you you went to Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico is beautiful. I recommend everybody goes there. So you get to go to Puerto Rico and... You know, and sometimes you know, I'm guessing with time, you'll probably look back on this trip as you had some good times with this person. Um, but again, it could have been that something happened on the trip and maybe she just didn't feel comfortable bringing it up. That's we don't know. We don't know. So I would say, you know, what? come up with us. We come up with an explanation that works in your best favor, which could be, you know what? Maybe it just didn't work out. Maybe she didn't like the way she that she picked up her suitcase from the, the belt at the airport. We don't know. We don't know. So sometimes things just happen. But yeah, never pay for somebody's trip with the expectation that they're going to stay with you. Or, you know, when you give something, give it freely or, or don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Next up is Fred. I'm going to read Fred's email. I just read Fred's email, but I can oh, read. I can read George's email because George's email. I can read George. So, wait. Oh man. Okay, you can wait, read George. Wait, I'm trying oh, to remember can, who read okay. what. Yeah, you read Fred. I can read George. Yeah. Okay. Okay. George says, "Nerds, I'm sitting here crying as I type this. I was re crying as I was reading this. Uh, the reason is is that I married my high school sweetheart, and she passed away three years ago from Hodgkin's lymphoma. I took some time to focus on myself and my two young sons, but I was ready to enter the dating scene." I listened to the past three years worth of episodes of your podcast. That's impressive. That's a lot of episodes based on the recommendation of my therapist who recommended the show. I quickly fell in love with the show. There was a girl I knew from college as I was in a relationship back then. We never did anything with her flirtatious energy, but I quote unquote creeped her on Facebook and saw that she was single. I added her as a friend and we got to talking. We first met for coffee, which 
uh, went really well, and then we decided to meet again. This time, we went for a movie. I took your advice and took her to for dinner and drinks afterward. We agreed on a third date, and, and she came over. I put on Kings of Leon. Hope you two get royalties from them. No, we don't. Uh, and I followed your advice on making a pizza. I pre-made the dough, but we assembled it together. We had a good laugh at our pizza, having some weird toppings. We used a tomato sauce, grilled eggplant, pineapple, pepperoni, and ham. That is very interesting. Uh, it was really good, and I must have done everything right, because the next thing I know, I'm making breakfast for her. Uh, in case the, the listeners may not know, that means that they she spent the night. Just in case, that's that might have gone over some people's heads. Uh, made at breakfast hash. I feel like listening to a lot of episodes gave me a lot... Uh, but I miss, maybe I missed this. Maybe you haven't mentioned, but what comes next? Do we ha meet each other's, uh, family, friends or family go exclusive? What's your next steps after three successful dates? I think there's a, a blind spot and I'm curious if you can fill me in, um, what you think is the next step. Thanks for your advice and all that you do. I've left you a five star review. Thank you so much. So hopefully this helps you two out. I think it does. Well, George. Oh, George, thank you so much. And I'm really yeah. sorry about the death of your wife. And and uh, also, we um, not only do we love you, we love your therapist for recommending the show. So we want to know who your therapist is to thank her. And um, there's no there's no set rules to this. Um, dating hasn't changed that much since you were in high school. Um, so I would say that it, when it comes to your kids, though, I'd say. Um, Wait until you're maybe in an exclusive relationship first before you introduce her to your kids. Um, Cause you said that they're young um, because what you want to be a little bit careful of is you don't want your kids to attach to someone and develop a relationship with them and then, then they're gone. So, um, but I think that whatever way you do things, you're, you're going to be, you have plenty of time. Things don't have to be rushed. So why don't you go ahead? And on another note, I thought Brocky was barking to confirm his agreement with this email, but he, we had a dog potty emergency, so he's outside right now. Ah. So, so I'm going to go let the dogs in, so hold on one second. Okay. Well, George, I'm going to say the next step would probably so you be... you can answer while I, while I go open the door. Sure. Well, George, I think the next step would be uh, to confirm, you know, what exactly... Uh, you know, she's wanting and, you know, uh, try to sort of work with her on achieving the goals that she wants to achieve, uh, while also, uh, ensuring that you're keeping your priorities in check. What exactly are you wanting to do? I think it's just about finding a healthy middle ground and maybe making some compromises. Maybe she's not ready to be exclusive right away. Maybe you, you are ready to be exclusive right away. It's about conversing and finding that healthy medium. And again, be prepared that you may have to sort of not compromise, but maybe work on a plan that works for you or works for the two of you. Uh, sometimes these things can be a little tough to talk about, but uh, I think having some challenging conversations is just part of the process. And I think uh, you should be semi-prepared for it, but also at the same time too kind of excited because it's a time for you to, to sort of work on your communication skills and work on finding uh, a path that works for the two of you. and. Uh, the end of the day, you know, I think getting people to the three dates is generally the easiest part because that's something that's generally very uh, common amongst everybody. 
But it's after that where things get a little different. I think that's where communication comes into play. I'm really curious where this three-day thing started. I, I don't remember that being a thing I think when, a when I was dating, but it just, may have been. I just think it's a relative standard. I mean, nobody has to... There's, it's, a, it's not like a set thing or a set uh, rule. You know, you can do whatever you want. It's just, generally speaking, most people tend to sort of follow that but again because i'm thinking when my grandparents were dating they probably did not have a three-day rule but what, what do i know <laughs> but but i'm just really curious about the origins of this i guess that's why i'm a therapist but yeah uh you know there's no set rule on yeah. what to do so i like and like i said the, the getting that sort of key that's where after that in a lot of cases and not all that's when the typicalness of your of your dating ends and you sort of get into this is the path that you two have to chart together so communicate figure out what's the next step for her and that's kind of why it's something that you probably don't hear us mention all that much just because again it's something that you two sort of have to chart that course yourself you know what are you both looking for you know are you willing to compromise on certain things are you there's certain things that are higher priority talk to your partner figure out what exactly you're both looking for and find a healthy uh medium there and, and how does she feel about kids yeah. i mean that's a I, I didn't see anything about that in here but but what's her is is she accepting and open to you having two young kids that's a big question. And I didn't see anything about that. I'm assuming that maybe you got that feeling or else this wouldn't have continued on the three dates. Mm -hmm. um, so, but that's, that's a big, that's a big question. Yeah. That can be a make or break kind of thing. Yeah. But anyways, you know, that's a sort of part of it. You know, think of maybe some talking points that you want to talk to your partner about and, you know, kind of just bring it up. And it doesn't have to be super, like, rigid, but, you know, just... <laughs> think of a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, this is what George I want is to like, talk about. Here's, right, here's my feelings. I really liked your pizza toppings. I feel like they're compatible. And, George, thank you so much for adding the pizza toppings because I think that really made the email. I, I just love that about you that you had such a good time that you shared your, your topics. Like, Cause you know that Kurt and I love food. If you've listened to three years of the podcast, which wow, I'm impressed. Um, you know that since I've joined, we talk about food. Yeah. So I appreciate that. I just think you're a neat guy. Yeah. I think you're a neat guy and you deserve to be happy. Thank and it's not just cause you gave us a five-star review. I mean, okay, maybe that's part of it, but, but you sound like a good guy. You deserve, you deserve someone that loves your kids and loves you. And I think whatever you do is going to be fine. Exactly. Okay. Um, do you want to read Tara's? Sure. Nerds, my boyfriend of two years asked me to go to a party with... Usually Friday nights or date night, but I'm also not going to limit his enjoyment. I agreed to let him go, and we agreed to have our date on Saturday instead. Then Saturday came. I was fast asleep when he came home at 8 a.m. This is very out of character for him. He was incredibly drunk, so much so that I had to go buy some hydrolite. He was laying on our couch. I didn't want him vomiting in our bed, and I asked if he had fun. He tells me that they went to a strip club and did some other debaucherous behavior I won't get into, but the gist is that I was disgusted. I waited until the next day, Sunday, to ask him more about this. When I did, he explained that he doesn't remember going to a club or doing any of those things. 
He says he just remembers drinking, but not any of the other stuff he mentioned. Then on Sunday night, I saw a post from his friend tagging them at a club, and my boyfriend comments saying, good times. I'm really mad at his lack of honesty. I want to confront him about it, but I feel like he still won't offer the full truth. What should I do? Tara. Tara, you're never going to be satisfied with the answer he gives you. So at this point, it's can you live with this or not? Um, you, you're never going to get the explanation that's going to settle okay with you. Um, I don't think that if his friend tagged him in the club that he would respond by saying, I don't remember any of this. That's not what people post online. Um, but you know, can you live with this or not? Is, is this acceptable to you or not? Because again, you're never going to be satisfied with the answer that he gives you. I mean, what's a debaucherous behavior? I mean, we're talking about like lap dance bank. They stole tacos from us from a street taco stand. I don't, I, I don't know what they did. Um, and I guess that's the other part of it, like how debaucherous did this behavior get? I mean, all we know is that she was disgusted by it, so I can imagine it was not acceptable. Um, well, that's true. Yeah, I guess you know if it's it, you know, you know if uh, you know generally speaking, your your taste for what is considered tasteful and acceptable is uh, violated by that, then yeah, it's probably not good. And uh, did you guys have an agreement ahead of time? And this is one of those topics that you don't really know how you're going to react to until it happens, I guess. But I, yeah. I mean, did you guys kind of talk about this before? Um, like what the parameters were? Um, mm -hmm. I think when you said I agreed to let him go, I, at first I was like, oh, I wonder if there's a control thing going on. But I think what you mean is that he said, hey, we usually have a date. I, my buddies are going out Friday night. Is that okay with you? I said, sure. So I don't think it's a control thing. I think originally I thought that, but I don't think so. But um, uh, yeah, like and this is, I guess you were not okay with this. Um, but the image of him laying on the couch because you didn't want to buy the bed, then you asked fun. <laughs> I was, I'm like, I got this picture of you going, oh, did you have, fun? you yeah. know, so um, it, you're not going to get the answer you want. So yeah, can you continue a relationship with someone that had behavior that you consider debaucherous and disgusting? I think I wonder too, like, is there a pattern here or is this like the first time he's been maybe deceptive like this? Mm. Um, because I guess in, <clears throat> in my mind, if this is something that's a bit of a pattern, then yeah, that would be probably a good telltale sign to just make for the door. Um, if this is- Or maybe, did he actually black out? Yeah. I mean, is that possible? Well, and here's the thing too, I mean, Maybe he knows that he did wrong and he just doesn't want to fess up to it. Maybe he doesn't act. Maybe he didn't actually do it. Or maybe, um, you know, like there's a variety of different ways that this can go. But you um, don't like the way he handled it. I mean, I don't think how he handled it was. No, I mean, like not you, but Tara doesn't like the way he handled it. Well, and, you know, I think for, for me, it would depend on is this a pattern? If it is then yeah, just go for the door. Like, you're not going to... If this is a pattern and it's not gotten better, then it probably won't ever get better. And it's probably best to move on. If this is not a pattern, I think you may have to wonder, like, are you okay with just acknowledging that this happened? And maybe just tell them, like, hey, I you told me this, whatever, you know. And this is if you're fine with it, just, you know, to say, hey... I know you did this, you know, you told me, whatever, it's not a big deal, just, you know, maybe be more honest next time, or something like that. 
I guess it's a question of whether you're fine with it as if it is a one-off event as that, or if you're willing, or if this is not a one-off event and it's a pattern, you know, are you maybe better off uh, going elsewhere? And I guess that's where yeah. I sort of start to question what would be your next step because we don't know if this is a pattern. Like, there's no mention, you know, if he's been deceptive in the past or not. Yeah, and the fact that you're using the words debaucherous and you're disgusted are pretty strong. It's not just that you disliked what he did. Um, disgust is a pretty strong word. So I would say that I'm not sure if you would be able to trust him again. I, I, I think it's great that he acknowledged that Friday night's your usual date night. And so he said, hey, is it okay with you? I got friends. So, you know, he gets points for that. But this behavior you find disgusting, um, you know, again, is it something that you can get past? Even if you're not going to get the explanation that you're going to get. Um, we don't know the whole story of the evening. Uh, it could be that he blacked out and doesn't remember. It could be that he's just not getting into details about it. Mm -hmm. We don't know. But again, can you, do you feel like his behavior constitutes cheating of, of any kind? Yeah, we, and we, maybe it wasn't cheating. I, I just want to say maybe it wasn't, just in case anybody gets... Well, cause some, for some people, going to strip club does cheating. So it just depends on the person. Yeah. And, you know, so. maybe I'm hoping that if he went to the strip club, he didn't do anything there. But again, there's See, so See, that's much... a debaucherous behavior we don't know. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to let the dogs in. But I, I just generally think, yeah, I mean, you got to establish, is this a pattern or not? If it is, then I think it's probably kind of you know leave leave the relationship and even then it might not be a pattern you still might want to leave that's fine too um but it's really a matter of what you're you're comfortable with and what you find acceptable all right i think that's it okay so rocky would like to state that not only did he have a bathroom situation he also was barking to uh signify his support George. So I just want to clarify that. There we go. He said it was a double bark. It was like, I need to go outside now, and George, you're awesome. So. Yes. George, you are awesome. Yeah. Okay. I okay, if anybody else wants to write in, say they gave us five-star review, we're good with that as well. Yeah, or you can just give George us one. George is awesome. Go ahead. You don't have to email us and let us know. You can just leave one. That's fine, too. Or you could, yeah, there's that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And thank you, George Therapist. Yeah, thank you, George Therapist, whoever you are. Come on the show. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And everybody tell your therapist about the show. Yeah. Yeah. And say, you And know see what? if your therapist wants to be on the show. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Say, hey, do you want to be on the... You should go on that podcast. It's a fun time. I think and if the Kings of Leon want to come on, we still have an open invitation. Yes. Okay, you can check out Steph over at stephaniesarkis.com, me over at threeingreeners.com. Check out my book, Gaslighting. Yep. Until... And you have your Empire podcast. Oh, go ahead. Yep, no, that's that's pretty much it. I think that's a, a good, good wrap up there. Uh, until next time, everyone. Bye, Bye everybody. Now.